0: Before I introduce you to my wonderful guest today, I want to share some news about Empower Her Circle membership. So this membership allows you to access all my courses online, and there's a new theme every month, a monthly Q&A, downloadable affirmations and journal prompts. There's some music downloads. And at the VIP level, you get to work with me in a group coaching session, get 10% off merchandise and early access to events. So if you're interested in finding out more, go to drjuliehanks.com. And today I'm excited to welcome Nadia to the show. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to
1: be here. What is your question for me today? Okay. Um, So my question is, how can I be happy when others aren't, particularly when it comes to pregnancy and motherhood? So just to start out, I'm not pregnant, Okay. <laughs> um, don't have any kids, but um, I am married and I'd like to have kids at some point in the next few years, decade, whatever, whatever happens. Um, but I am a planner. And so I, I like to think through things, especially big things like starting to have kids and, and all of that. And so, as I've kind of thought about what that is going to look like for me, and how I can maybe prepare to make that a a more positive experience, I've had a hard time reconciling these thoughts of um, like, how can I share a a pregnancy announcement or a gender reveal on social media? or um, chat with friends and family about the best baby gear and, and things like that. How can I do that when I know that there are people in the room that have some really, really negative feelings about pregnancy and motherhood? And, and those are just the people that I know about. I know a lot of women keep those experiences really um, really close to their their hearts, and that can be a really challenging thing. But I mean, how do I have a conversation with my friends and family when I know that, oh, that that woman over there has struggled with infertility or that woman had postpartum depression or that person just had a miscarriage? Like, mm. I I couldn't bear the thought that um, sharing something that hopefully will will be really happy for me would cause them to feel a little bit of pain. So Mm, that's my question. How can I be happy? Yeah.
0: So you're talking about how can you be happy while being sensitive to the pain of other people? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And are there particular people that you are worried about uh, maybe being hurt and you don't have to tell me who they are, but.
1: Yeah. Well, one of them, um, we're really, really close and she, she had had a couple of miscarriages, and then just about a month ago, um, she she was pregnant again, and then she lost the baby when she was in her second trimester, mm. just a mm. month ago. And so, just so heartbreaking yeah. and hard. And so, how do I come in and say I'm I'm pregnant, or or these are my mm-hmm. plans and feelings about this? When I know that that's still really hard for her. Yeah, yeah. So, have you? ask her. I have. And, okay. and she said, um, obviously, I'll I'll be really happy for you. And, and I said, yeah, I know, but I, I'm sure that it's still going to be hard. And she said, yeah, I'm I'm sure it will be. And so just give me some time and space and maybe just just text me so I don't need to put on a happy front right then mm. and there. But, mm-hmm. So yeah. she gave you some ideas,
0: which is awesome. And good for you for checking with her because that shows a lot of um, investment in the relationship and a lot of love for her. So really cool. Way to go. Way to go. Thanks. So kind of what you're talking about is is like, how can I hold these two seemingly conflicting emotions at the same time, right? Like, how can I feel happy for me and empathize and feel sad with them yeah exactly yeah and this is not the only situation that you're going to find yourself in right there yeah throughout your life you will have things that you're happy about that other people don't have and so mm-hmm. you're kind of bringing up this bigger dilemma of how do you do that right like Say, say, say you both do have children and one has a disability and yours doesn't. And how do you support them? And so it's really this, you know, how do you appreciate and have gratitude and celebrate what you have while being sensitive to other people's pain? Yeah. Which is such a cool thing to be thinking about and planning for. So like, I just have tons of respect for you. Oh, well, and you can do that like you can hold both. Mm. You can check in with the the people that you're concerned about and you can celebrate. So it's kind of this and um also you are not responsible for other people's emotions.
1: Mm. I I understand that. I mean if if somebody's having a bad day, it's I mean I can't control that. I I kind of understand that, but that that doesn't change the fact that i i can do something to make their day better like i i can be responsible for the positive things i guess even i i don't know like like with this one particular friend even if i i don't know even if if we continue with the hypothetical scenario and and bring up something for her and she just is having a really bad day and so that makes her really sad I could have been a part of the solution Mm -hmm. and I could have been a part of making her day better. Mm -hmm. Does does that make any sense at all? Like I, I don't feel responsible for the negative, but maybe the positive.
0: Okay. So you, so what I'm talking about is you are not responsible for someone else's emotional experience. Okay. Period. Okay. Now can you be sensitive and do things to support them? absolutely yeah can you empathize yes can you recognize their pain yes can you say can I you know bring you dinner tonight can I so you are responsible for your behavior not for their feelings and you're a good person and you want to be helpful and so I I think you'll be fine in those situations because you're you're asking the question
1: I just. I I just wish that I could get it right rather than like push it too far and talk about things that are triggering and then have them come back and say look I'm sorry that was that was really hard for me I don't want to talk about that anymore mm-hmm. I would rather just get that right from the beginning mm-hmm. which I know might not be possible mm-hmm.
0: but yeah, yeah. So what if, Nadia, there is no getting it right? There's just oh, conne- no. <laughs> there's just connection and repair. Mm. So when when you do or say something which you will because you're human and you're in relationships, when you do say something that's painful for someone else and they let you know, then your response is to repair not to avoid all pain. (laughs) Good luck with that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So being in relationships means you're going to step on people's toes. Sometimes even people you love, even people you don't, you would never want to hurt. That's just part of being in a relationship. Mm -hmm. So get better at repairing and be sensitive, but don't let that, sensitivity paralyze you and make it so you can't have your feelings.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the the balance that I haven't found kind of in general, but then specifically mm. in this scenario I like I don't even know how to approach it and so yeah, that seems a little daunting.
0: Yeah, so t-
1: so tell me more like what what exactly feels daunting about it. I I think it feels daunting to, um, I, I I don't know. It feels daunting to get it wrong and bounce back. Mm. Um, and I guess not, I guess for both parties to just not take it personally and just say, mm-hmm. You know what? I love you. I care about you. Um, but this was really hard for me. and and so let's move forward in this direction. Yeah. It feels daunting to just kind of put a bow on it and say, okay, great. We're, we're moving on. I don't know why that, that feels emotionally a little bit harder for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's not just like, okay, that's done moving on. It's part of this ongoing process of being in a relationship. So then you go, oh, I'm going to be more sensitive next time. And then you might check in with this friend. Hey, how are you doing? I've been thinking about you. So it's it's this ongoing connection, not mm. an event that's going to be done, repaired, and over. Yeah. Okay. So it's really thinking about it in a different way than like I hurt, I hurt, say something wrong, they hurt, we repair it, we're done. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's sense.
0: more of a back and forth, back and forth, checking in. You know, when someone lets me know about their vulnerable emotion. Then I'm more sensitive to like, oh, okay. I will check in with them. I will, mm-hmm. um, you know, make an effort to to not kind of step on that that spot again. You know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I think I think you can do this. I think just thinking about it as a relationship, not an event,
1: is really going to help you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's going to be a paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. I think, but.
0: Yeah, have you made that shift in other
1: areas? Like, for example, in your marriage? I, As you were talking, I said, huh, oh, that kind of sounds like a marriage. <laughs> That's what family Which, is, I mean, kind of. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But I mean, I, I guess with my marriage, I kind of expect to put in that energy. I expect that they're, we're going to step on each other's toes and and you you work through it and learn and grow together. But I don't necessarily think of my other relationships like that just because, um, I don't know, we we don't hang out as often or we just live farther apart or life gets busy and so we don't talk as much. Um, and so I think thinking of my other relationships like my marriage mm-hmm. is a little different, but it seems manageable. It seems doable.
0: Yeah. It's like marriage light. It's like the light version, right? You're not living together. You're not seeing each other day in and day out, but the, the fact that it's a connection and that you're going to get it wrong and they're going to get it wrong sometimes. And you can repair that is that's the same in all relationships and in parenthood too. You're not going to get it right. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Looking forward to it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The best parents are those that don't have kids. They're the, they're the best. Yeah. So you're, you're a really good parent right now. So enjoy it. Last. <laughs> well, yeah. is there anything else I can support you in today?
1: I guess I I kind of understand how to approach relationships kind of in general, where there's mm-hmm. like the, like you said, these two things where, um, where I have it and they don't or vice versa. Yeah. Um, but I guess in particular with pregnancy and motherhood, it sometimes it just feels particularly unfair. Like when it's uh, like, oh, my friend got this job that I really wanted. It's, oh, she's, she's probably more qualified and what a great opportunity for her. She worked really hard for it. Um, I'll have something next time. But when it comes to they have a child and I don't Mm -hmm. a lot of the times it's not because they're more qualified. They worked harder or whatever. It just, it feels more, um, it feels more unfair. Mm -hmm.
0: Unjust it's like, yeah, 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 it is. It is. It has nothing to do with deserving or not, or it's, it's just what, what can happen like an option that can happen is you're not able to have children or you have miscarriages or you have stillbirth. It's just one of the many options when you go down that road of, of trying to have kids. It's not fair at all. And it doesn't mean you're, you know, if you have a child, you're better than, or. Yeah. But I think what you're highlighting Nadia is, is the, um, the idealization of motherhood as kind of the pinnacle of women's existence. And that's what creates the pain that you're talking about, right? If you can't fulfill this thing that you're supposed to fulfill, there's extra pain added onto that. Mm -hmm. And so I think we can all help each other by really honoring the multidimensionality of women. Mm
1: -hmm tell me more about that.
0: Talk about other aspects other than when are you having kids? How are your kids doing? What, you know, how are you feeling yeah. about your, are you still sad about your miscarriage? Ask about other, what are What are you up to? What hobbies are you, you know, what, what hobbies are you interested in? What gets you out of bed? You know, what gets you excited about your life? Uh, what are you thinking about these days? Um, how's, how's work going? You know, Tell me about your spiritual beliefs. Who would you say is your closest friend? Like this intellectual, social, spiritual, um, emotional, all these different aspects of who we are. And it's easy, especially when you're in childbearing years and people around you are all talking about parenting and pregnancy. (laughs) It's easy to kind of see that as the only dimension. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and especially like in, in thinking of the specific case of my friend who just recently lost her baby, like that's at the forefront of her mind. So Mm -hmm. talking about anything else almost seems irreverent. Like I'm ignoring Mm -hmm. the elephant in the room Mm -hmm. um, because that's not only has she been, um, she's had her perspective changed by, like you said, the idealization of mother, motherhood, but that's what she cares about.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not saying ignore that, mm-hmm. but I'm saying that doesn't have to be the only thing you talk about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, And you can yeah. even check it out with her. Like, so do you want to talk, like, are you ready to talk about some, you know, do you, do you want to, like, we can stay on this and I'm willing to listen and validate, or we can talk about something else. What do you, what do you want to do? Check it out. With yeah. You. And just,
1: just check in and mm-hmm. be honest about it. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: Or even say, I have other questions. I want to ask you, but I don't want to disrespect the pain that you're going through right now.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. That seems, that seems doable.
0: Good. Good, good. Okay. So what are you going to kind of take with you from our conversation
1: today? Um, I think big takeaways are, um, (laughs) the marriage light, thinking (laughs) of my relationships as (laughs) growing things that sometimes are going to be awkward and, um, and that I'm going to do things wrong. And then particularly when it comes to this sensitive topic, that it is unjust, like you said, and sometimes just acknowledging that and acknowledging um, the other aspects of these women that I love, just acknowledging that and being honest that we can have that loving, growing relationship, like you said.
0: Wonderful. 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 Well, thank you so much, Nadia, for being on the podcast today and for sharing your question and your your heart with us. I think a lot of people can relate to to what you're talking about and wanting wanting to be sensitive to the people around us. So I just have a lot of admiration for you. Thank you. Oh, no,
1: thank you. Thanks for your insight. I really appreciate it.
0: You're welcome.